2024. Happy freaking New Year! Oh my goodness. It's been a while. It's been mm-hmm. like, it's been a whole year. It's been a hot second. Yeah, we I, we haven't... <laughs> I haven't done a podcast since last year. <laughs> what an original joke. Nobody ever makes those jokes. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well. How were your holidays? Good? I never claimed I was original. <laughs> no. You have good holidays? Yeah. It was great. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Saw your Enjoyed best friend it. and- Family. You know. Friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Bevies. Foods. Good. Bevies. All the good stuff. Yeah. All the nog. How, you? How many liters- of eggnog would you say you've consumed in the last three months well easily six that's gross <laughs> like just, you have to see that that's gross <laughs> i don't know i think it's pretty tasty <laughs> it's, well yeah it's delicious but also you right like you know i don't think that's that's not unreasonable is it I don't know how bad <laughs> six, is six, six, six liters. over three months. How bad is six liters of that's, eggnog? That's two liters a, a month for you. Um, surprisingly, no one's asked that specific question before. <laughs> Weird. Probably because no one's ever consumed that much eggnog before. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Movie Men podcast. We are the B team. Still, yeah, nothing changed. New Year, same us, same old us. I was briefly for half a second there considering calling us the the number two team or something like that. Instead, oh. I yeah, that's I just you know, in the heat of the moment, I'm not that I can't think that quick. No, hey, what a <laughs> shitty name. Yeah. Yeah. It's not uh yeah. Yeah. Cool. So let's uh let's dive in. Let's kick things off. The first yeah. podcast episode and the first news episode yeah. of twenty twenty four and also the first useless world technology Carl tip of the day, whatever the segment's called of twenty twenty four. Still workshopping it. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, we'll Six figure that later. out. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. So it's been like three weeks since we recorded, and what I do is I like email myself the links and a personal email chain to myself. And I've got a. I had a bunch I had to sift through that were pretty good. And I I tried to narrow it down as much as I could because there were a lot. Fast food, space, and pets. That's usually and I've narrowed it down three categories. I've narrowed it down to five. So Ooh. we've got Ugh. two extra choices more than normal. Oh, but these are all pretty juicy, and I think I don't want to push them off for another week because right. after another week, then it feels like okay, don't want to be relevant. Really old news and doesn't yeah. really matter. Okay, <clears throat> so your options, sir, are AI fortune teller. Eh. Vibrating your hunger away. <laughs> okay. Nuclear delivery. <laughs> I'm just picturing like vibrating sounds and moans coming from the bedroom. And you're like, what the hell are you doing? I'm on a diet. <laughs> um, Sorry, what was the third option? I was thinking about vibrators. Nuclear delivery. <laughs> no, okay. Like child delivery? 
uh, and and um, uh, the power power of magma. Okay, magma. That's a fun word, magma. Magma. And then yeah. um, I'm just gonna call it. This one just came across today. My my in an email um but uh the most interesting thing to me from the current best of the consumer electronic shows to tw- in to 2024 what i don't even understand Do you know that what the consumer electronic what? show is no it's a big tech show in vegas where like uh, lg and uh Alienware, like anybody who makes okay. home technology, right? They they come together and they show up. It's kind of like E three for yeah, video Pro for and, like home technology. You know, so it's everything from like Bose speakers uh, to computers to uh, some some cars, tablets, um, phones, cool TVs. Uh, what yeah. is so? The there's something that stood out to me in that that I want to highlight. Right. What's the difference between lag, uh, magma and lava? I uh, I have no idea. I like, is it only lava it. once it's on the ground and coming for your children? Uh, scientific term for magma is molten rock that is underground. Lava is molten rock that breaks through the Earth's surface. Yeah. See? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go vibrators for 300, Carl. <laughs> okay. I gotta. All right. Okay, quickly breaking down the other four. Uh, the Consumer Electronics Show. Uh, apparently, LG has got a transparent TV uh, that they were showing off. Yes, I've seen this. Dope as you saw this? I did. Yeah. This thing I saw, looks dope as hell, but also like mind bending. I saw. It's weird. Yeah. I saw an early prototype for it, like maybe six months ago. And I don't know. <laughs> like it's, it's gimmicky. It's. Oh yeah. But it's, it's cool. Co- like, I mean, it's cool. Every, Cause it's cool. Everything tech. like VR headsets were gimmicky at one point too, but now they're like right. their own thing. Yeah. Right? But I mean so like it, everything starts gimmicky somewhere when it comes to consumer electronics you know anyway, but i'm never like on. i'm never gonna sit down and watch my lord of the rings rewatch on the train you might in 10 or 15 years you don't know anyway mm. moving on uh china uh, is going to be building a massive nuclear powered container ship uh-huh but, yeah so, so that's your, that can make the jump to light speed because wasn't that the uh <laughs> it, might, it might it's a it, so that's your nuclear delivery this that thing was the is, secret to time tra- or to huge. not time travel like, space we looked travel. at that cruise ship a little while back this thing is yeah. like that on steroids i guess <laughs> right you want to anyway. take the chernobyl cruise yeah great well i mean nuclear powered uh sea bearing vessels are, isn't a new thing but they've the navy's been using nuclear powered submarines for decades now Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, uh, the uh, AI fortune teller, uh, somebody, I'm not going to go into it, researchers at University of Copenhagen created some AI model that could uh, tell the time of your death potentially. <laughs> yeah, and so does every other Facebook link. <laughs> Answer these four questions, we'll tell you when you're going to die. 
<laughs> well, it, they say it has high accuracy. Anyway, we're not getting into it because you didn't pick it. All right. Uh, magma, what did I call it? Energy, whatever. Um, apparently, a couple years back, some mining operation accidentally drilled into a magma chamber, which up until that point, apparently, if the thought of drilling into magma chambers was like catastrophic, causing volcanic eruption kind of catastrophic. Right, because you're like but unleashing no- press- pressure and stuff. Yeah, but nothing happened. Uh, so the company that accidentally did this just started pursuing the idea of replicating it um, with some success. Uh, and now them and some other energy corporations are looking into potentially being able to harness the power of magma to produce energy. I don't know, man. I kind of feel like when that happens, when you drill through and it doesn't explode, <laughs> the wise thing to do is look at each other and go, all right, let's uh, let's chalk this Ooh, up God. to a fluke. <laughs> And to try not to do that ever again. Yeah. All right. But no, you chose uh, uh, vibrating your uh, hunger away. Your hunger away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So come uh, on, baby. You want me to send you this link so you can look at it yourself? All right. I'll do that. Give me a hot second. Good, good, good. Good vibrations. um, Harvard and MIT researchers. Uh-huh. They're uh, they recently made a thing, a little mm-hmm. small thing, about the okay. size of uh, a pill you might take in the morning for your vitamins. Right, right. and uh, yeah, this thing vibrates and it makes you feel full, <laughs> and then you die. <laughs> then you die. Yeah, um, it's they got like a little picture of it, like it looks like it's inside. Some kind of gut tissue, I guess. Why is... Oh, because I'm on... Not on my account. I'm on a different profile. Oh, uh, yeah. Way to go. A business profile. I got to switch over to... There we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Um, <sighs> yeah, this is... Um, I don't know. This is an interesting thing, I think. Because, like, in terms of weight loss um surgery type stuff there's there's you know like stapling your stomach and liposuction and stuff like that um, yeah so like this is this to me seems like stapling your stomach without the surgery cuz the idea of stapling your stomach is you don't eat as much to feel full you don't have to eat as much to feel full because your t- stomach is smaller. Yeah, but so do you know what else does works? The same kind of has the same effect without the same physical uh, change to your body. Yeah, I don't know. I'm do I'm dubious of this type of thing. And here, look, I know I'm not. You know, I'm not a 300 pound person who's desperate to lose weight because the doctor's like, "Oh, you're gonna die," but. You know, I've gone through I've gone through binge eating times, right? You go a couple of weeks yeah. or a month or two, and you're like, we "Man, just I've just Christmas. been." Yeah, you're like, "I've been eating like crap," and I've been eating like you know. You realize you're like, "Man, every time I'm done eating, I'm like, 
I just want to lay down on the couch because I gorge, right? Yeah. Like I just eat and eat and eat and eat until I'm like not full but stuffed. And yeah. and yeah, you build, sure, you build a little bit of a habit, right? And you're like, you know, you, you get in the habit of eating that much and, and then that's, that's, you're, you've stretched your stomach and, and so more can fit in it and, and whatever. And that's happened to me many times in my life. And the answer every single time has been, well, just eat less, right? <laughs> yeah. Eat less and eat less for a couple of days and, you know, or even fast, right? There's been a couple of times where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to eat nothing for the next three days. I'm going to drink water when I'm feeling hungry and I'm not going to eat anything for the next three days. And then your stomach shrinks. And then when you go to eat a proper meal again, you're like, holy crap, I can't eat all this. Yeah. Like I feel bloated and awful <laughs> and I've only taken like half of what I would normally take. Right. Yeah. So I, I, so yeah, and this pill they like haven't this, tested it on humans, right? They've only been doing testing on pigs. This article says right. got well, they're, they're the, supposed to be the pigs fat. they tested on. They ate forty percent less when they had it. But pigs are supposed to be fat, man. <laughs> yeah, that, there's, a pig. here's the here's the big catch to the observation that one of the scientists meant um, is that you know the pigs can't can't communicate if they're uncomfortable. <laughs> like right. there's something vibrating in your gut, like triggering yeah. your your guts. Trigger, triggering something in your gut telling your brain you're full right like right maybe they're if not there's even some in discomfort there the pig can't really tell you <laughs> yeah like and so, even yeah even yeah. if they're not in pain it's still like you know maybe it's a discomfort that like you know in a human you'd be like well i can't function like this daily Right, I don't know. Listen, and again, oh, this is going to sound super unsympathetic. <laughs> Sorry, I just read something about in the article that I didn't read before. This is going to sound <laughs> super unsympathetic, but anytime I have ever seen something like this, it seems to me like someone who wants to lose weight, but just won't actually put the effort in. <laughs> right? It, it seems like it's it just... The easy way out. Instead of willing yourself to eat less, instead of like, you know, there, yeah, there are some, there are some case, uh, cases where it's just not possible. Sure, like my my dad is on medications that make it almost impossible for him to lose weight. Sure, right, but he's so, not going to go get a stomach stapled. No, no. Right. And, and so that's what I mean, though, like this stomach stapling thing and this whatever, like if your dad is gaining weight because of the pills that he's on, but he's still eating the right, normal, proper, healthy amount of food. Well, he still needs to eat the right, normal, proper, healthy amount of food. Yeah. Right. And, and so I, oh, yeah. the people who the people who take this like, you know, oh, I'm going to no. I'm going to just staple my stomach so I can't eat as much. And then <laughs> my body will start losing weight for me. I'm like, no, just put the work in. Just eat less, <laughs> right? Like, I'm not even saying buy a treadmill. I'm just saying, like, take yeah. one helping uh, instead of two. Yeah. I, I Yeah, and I do agree with that. Uh, but there, I do know of people who put the work in and they can't lose the weight. And they've got sure, their stomach can't lose stapled the and then they've been able to keep that weight off. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> this is still, like, like, they're not even testing on humans. The thing I was giggling at to myself a little while back, 
that apparently this pill is like the largest possible capsule a human patient could take today. So it's not small. <laughs> it doesn't and, look uh, small. One of the scientists pretty much says, I don't see people doing this. Uh, it could be taken further in development 30 mil. at some point, but right now it's, it's not, it's not a plausible treatment. So no, anyway, that's, that's big. I think it's just really funny that somebody's working on a, a pill you can swallow to help you feel less hungry, <laughs> especially right after Christmas. <laughs> drink, wa- drink more water. Drink, drink lukewarm water. Yeah. Lukewarm yeah. water activates uh, some your me- system your in your metabolism. body that helps you burn fat. Yeah, your metabolism. I learned that from Mike Tyson. Yeah. Yeah, lukewarm water and lots of it. You'll 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 lose weight for sure. All right, <laughs> let's jump into our actual stories for today. Now, kicking things off with a score that needs to be settled, a question that needs to be answered, and it seems something, like it something has, we've been in disagreement about. Yep, and it seems like it has kind of, sort of, almost, but not entirely, because there's some weird things here. The pendulum, ha- ha- which has been kind of sitting at center because nobody knew, has swung in a new- direction. New- nobody knew? Nobody Is that knew. what you said? Nobody <laughs> new- knew. Nobody knew. Um, okay, so the question that we're talking about is with, with Daredevil appearing now a handful of times in the MCU. Right. And, played- and his own show upcoming. Played by, uh, what's his first name? Charlie last Cox. Name's Cox. Charlie. Charlie Cox. Played by Charlie Cox, right? He first showed up as Matt Murdock in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Then we saw him again in the She-Hulk series. And he's got his own, um, he's got his own show coming. And we've even seen what I think is like a very brief glimpse of him in the Echo trailer. He's supposed to be in, in the show. They're supposed to have in a big Echo, fight yeah. scene. So the question has been, with this being the same actor that played Daredevil, with the same actor that played Kingpin, in the Netflix Daredevil show, which was Marvel but Netflix... And not MCU proper at the time. Really, like there was no big like it connective tissue. The MCU movies didn't recognize anything that happened in the Netflix shows, but the Netflix shows, because we were dealing with street level heroes, uh, often made reference to the Battle of New York, which the shows take place directly after that. Yeah, but you never, you would, so. you were never so, going to see Robert Downey Jr. show up in an episode no, as no, a cameo because we're dealing with street level, and he's like yeah. Avengers level. Yeah. yeah. So the Netflix guys said, "Yes, this the MCU is happening in this world." Right. But the MCU is like, we don't care about the Kingpin because we're dealing on problems of another scale. Right. Right. So and, we don't and, care and at about some point, thugs. <laughs> at some point, you know, it was even called into question how canon was agents of shield. Right. Yeah. Like that was agents a little wishy washy level with it. Cause yeah. Yeah. So, 
So the question the question was, is this the same Daredevil? Is it the same Kingpin? Well, it certainly didn't seem like the same Kingpin, right? This Kingpin was a Hawaiian shirt-wearing, super-powered guy, and the Kingpin from the Daredevil show, not so much, like, kind of the same. Still yeah. sort of, you know, talked talked the same way, had that, like, you know, oh, my name's Kingpin, and you're... Right? But, like, that's just Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, is this, is this the same? Now, I have said, no, I don't think so. And I don't I think so. I have said... I think it you think it is. is. <laughs> and, and everything that I was seeing, all signs were pointing to, well, it's not the same one, right? It's not the same one. And every time we heard, well, you know, the this person from the show, Foggy's not going to be in the MCU, right? The guy that played Foggy is not going to. And, Don't and, we know of yet. And this person's not going to be in the MCU. And this person's not going to be in the yeah. MCU. And, and it was like, okay, well, so clearly it seems like you're – you're severing ties and you're just bringing in the same actor to play the role again in a different iteration, which is something that we've seen done before, not in the MCU, but we've seen, Hey, you know what? Come back and play that character that you played forever ago. We're going to reboot this. We're going to do it different, blah, blah, blah. But you know, we think it'd be fun to have you again. Now, we heard Something from MCU executive producer Brad Winderbaum. And Brad said, when asked whether or not the Netflix Disney Daredevil or the Netflix Daredevil is a part of the MCU timeline or not. Because then the other thing that came out that he seemed used the to kind of sacred timeline. Sacred timeline. So something that that <clears throat> seemed to throw shade at the idea of this being canon was it's not in the MCU book, right? We had that MCU timeline book come out, which was the official timeline of the MCU. And there was no mention of, of the defenders, right? No, Jessica Jones, no Luke Cage, no Iron Fist, no Daredevil, yeah, no Punisher. nothing, nothing street level, nothing no. TV that, uh, that wasn't pre- Disney po- Plus. post end game. Yeah. And so, my stance has always been, before I read this quote, my stance has always been, you know what, I think, you know, now that the X-Men and the the, the Fox X-Men and the Spider, the Sony Spider-Man, now that that is all like, well, it's just a different universe, just happened in a different universe, right? Yeah. But sure, it's connected, but it's a different universe. That's been my take. My yeah. take has been, it is kind of the same, like it's canon, but it's not the same Matt Murdock. It's a diff- it's 616's Matt Murdock, whereas what we saw before is, is someone else's. So Brad Winderbaum says this. He says, I can say that up until this point, we've been a little, a little bit cagey about what's sacred timeline and what's not sacred timeline. That was born of, frankly, a period at the studio where we were like, we have to stick the landing with the vendors. It was another part of the company developing the Netflix stuff. We were aware of what they were doing, and we were aware of what we were doing, but there was a lot to balance anyway. 
But now that time has passed, now that we actually see how well integrated the stories are, I think that I personally, Brad Winterbaum, would be confident in saying that it's part of the sacred timeline. Now, there's a couple of things. Well, there's no, there's a couple of things to unpack here. First of all, I think that I personally would be confident in saying that's not him coming out and saying, yes, I can confirm 100% it is. Yeah, this isn't this isn't a slam dunk, but the ball's yeah. in the air in my direction. He says, I, you know, I think I I think I yeah, I think it is right. That's that's basically just him weighing in. It sounds like to me him weighing in on something that he doesn't know the answer to. Right. He's weighing in going. I, I think I would I be confident in saying that, you know, that this is, you know, the other thing that is very important to remember here, very important to remember. Also, who says, I, who t it sounds like he's being questioned. It sounds like he's giving a statement in court. I think that I personally, Brad Winterbaum, who says that? Who says that? Well, he's just he, he's just trying to not you say something go, no, that you can wouldn't be taken go into as fact no, and everybody no. jumps on him when it, if it goes the other way. You yeah, but who who says their own name full name like that? You wouldn't go into a bar and say, I, Carl Eastman, would like to order a Guinness. <laughs> like that's not that depends on if I have a tab. <laughs> <laughs> or how many you've already had to drink. Um <laughs> th here's the big thing. The big thing that I think is preventing this from being take it to the bank, take it to the bank fact. Brad Winterbaum said this, an executive producer for the for Marvel. This wasn't Kevin Feige. This wasn't Kevin Feige or Bob Iger. And until either Kevin Feige or Bob Iger say, here's the truth, then it's not official. Yeah. So I, and I agree with that, but counterpoint to what you were saying earlier about him, him standing alone, making his own, he's been in meetings with the two previously mentioned people, Bob Iger and Kevin Feige talking about this. Right. So whether it's his opinion weighing in uh, and, and the other two have a different opinion or it's his opinion has been is part of a collective kind of conversation that they've been having either way, like he's got some say here in what this looks like potentially. Um, you can't tell me he's not been sitting in rooms with these people. I think he's got some inside knowledge. I don't think he has any say. Right, he's, like if if oh, Brad Winterbaum is, say, you look at his no. IMDb. He's been a producer on. No, I know everything Marvel. Right, I know. But what I'm saying is, is if Brad Winterbaum, Bob Iger, and Kevin Feige are sitting in a room together, and Brad's opinion is that it is part of the sacred timeline, and Kevin Feige and Bob Iger's opinion is that it's not, Brad Winterbaum can go suck an egg. Well, all three. Then yeah. it's not. He, well, because he's he's outvoted, right? Well, but it wouldn't but, even matter if but Bob Iger. He's still in he's the, the room. Lowest, he's still, but he's in, still the room, the lowest and even in the room. Even if pecking order. No, hang on. Even if 
he's even if those two people say it's not he's still in the room and he can still make a sound argument for it being and sway the minds of one or both of those individuals swaying the outcome of whether it is or not just just in like the same sense that i could sway you to buy a blue car or a red car the next time you buy a car but i have no say if carl says no i'm buying a red car not a blue one then then i'm done (laughs) then i don't I, i was in the room i came to the dealership with you Ryan, I, I've, I helped you pick out your last one and all previous ones or whatever, right? Like, but that doesn't give me, you know, I said, well, you know, I helped you pick out the last four <laughs> colors and you never had an issue with those. Doesn't matter. Go suck an egg. <laughs> yeah, but there's right? a lot more at stake here than the color of a car. Well. Like, I feel like that's an apples and oranges comparison. If you want to use a car comparison, you got to be like car versus truck. Two, two two vastly different vehicles where if I have the opinion of like, uh, I'm going to buy this car and you're like, Carl, Canadian weather, all wheel drive, you know, you're throwing actual valid facts that can change my, my opinion over color. Like the only thing that could change my opinion over color is insurance because red cars get, get worse insurance rates. Absolutely. (laughs) But if, but if I present every good argument that's out there, and, and you want to talk about outvoted, say Aaron's with us, you, me, and Aaron Mater. And both Aaron and I are presenting the best arguments in the world for a truck, for you to buy a truck instead of a car, instead of a smart car. <laughs> but if, if Carl says, I hear your arguments, I realize I'm outnumbered, but I'm Kevin Feige, bitch, <laughs> and I'm buying a smart car, then Aaron and I can go suck an egg. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's, he, that's he all I'm have, saying. <clears throat> he doesn't have huge voting power. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm not saying he can outrank the two. I can't say, I'm not saying he can outrank either one of them individually. I'm right. simply saying he has a voice. And mm-hmm. the other two are not going to, to give him the backhand and say get away you don't know what you're talking about the dude again the guy has been a producer on almost everything marvel sure sure and they may not do that publicly but i do wonder if after this statement went out kevin feige called brad into his office and said what the hell are you talking about (laughs) would you just no right like i don't know Right. Like it, it's kind of one of those a question that he was asked on the spot and everything with the MCU is so like, am I allowed to say this? Or are they going to kill my family? Like, yeah, I don't which, which only leads to the gives more credence to why he said I Carly, you know, he <laughs> yeah. named himself. He's, he doesn't want to yeah. speak for the company. He doesn't want to speak for no. Kevin Feige. He's, he's simply, he wants to hammer home the fact that this is his mindset. Yeah. When it comes to this series. Yeah. And and other TV series pre-Endgame. So, it looks like the ball is... I would say the pendulum is still in the middle. Uh, I'd say it's a swing. <laughs> it's not a huge okay. swing. A I'm not saying swing. it's like... I'd say it's like 25% move towards it's happening. Yeah. If I had to put money on it, I would still say that it is canon, but that it happened... Elseworld, <laughs> just because 
Kevin Feige is the type of guy that doesn't like why would Kevin Feige when you already have the same actors you already have Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio so you already know that fans of the Netflix show are going to jump on board and at least give a shot to whatever it is that you make you also have John Barathel as Punisher yep so why if you have all (coughs) three of those and you had the choice as Kevin Feige, the architect of the MCU, if you had the choice between saying, yep, all that happened in the sacred timeline, all that happened in 616, but now you're completely beholden to the story, like you're suddenly limiting yourself on so many things because there's already story there that you have to honor and stay true to, kind of kind of handcuffs you a little bit or you're kevin feige and you say look we have we have everyone in place and what we're going to say is instead of 616 that happened on earth 512 or whatever it was and now we can tell whatever story we can do whatever we want The, the the big counterpoint to that brad makes himself right by saying now that time has passed and we look back like we're well past those the time frame of those stories and we can see how he says how well integrated those stories are to the sacred timeline because they really don't yeah, sway I, the MCU the, the cinematic stories very much they don't sway the yeah. current stories very much because so much time has passed they did a really good job of integrating themselves into the MCU when the MCU was was big and growing and uh before end game like they don't they don't change or affect that much right essentially what you do by taking those shows into the mcu proper is we have these great beautifully established characters minus iron fist um and we can continue to make them amazing yeah. The only one you really need to like go back to the drawing board for is Iron Fist. Because they they yeah, screwed but, the pooch on that somehow. But how do you do that? How do you do see cause then you get into then you get into that messy like oh, I, well, I this is canon and that's not and, and that's and not canon and this is <laughs> Yeah. You could just I don't ignore know. it. <laughs> All right. Anyways, moving on. So there is a long history of toys spoiling the shit out of movies. Oh, yeah. Specifically Lego. Specifically (laughs) Lego. I was about to say. Specifically Lego. Lego being a chief among among peers at doing this. Now, it has been rumored for a while now, ever since we found out after William Hurt, the, the actor who had played Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross in the MCU, ever since... Ever since the Incredible Hulk, um, and then we didn't see him for a number of years, and then they kind of brought him back into the MCU in a larger way. He was no longer General Ross; he was like Senator something or yeah, something like that, Chief Head of bringing you know in whatever, the, the, some big the governmental bill. guy. And and he passed away, and then we found out that he was. They were going to recast the role. They were going to continue that character, and it was going to be played by 
old grumpy angry man Harrison Ford. Perfect. And I'm just excited <laughs> and I'm just excited to see Harrison Ford with the mustache. I'm really like <laughs> Yeah. It's a good point. You know, and yeah, and that they were gonna be, you know, they were gonna keep him in, that he was probably gonna be well, we found out that he was gonna be a part of Captain America four. We found out that he was obviously gonna play a large role in the Thunderbolts movie that they're making. Um, and the, the questions started to circulate. Could we see, because depending on which version of the comics you're reading, Thaddeus, Thaddeus, Thunderbolt Ross is sometimes the Red Hulk. Not in every comic iteration, but sometimes. And so, so that question kind of started circulating and rumors and, and speculation of will we see Red Hulk? Because it's, it'd be pretty easy. Like, you know, Harrison Ford's an old man, but Red Hulk would be all CGI and Thunderbolt Ross himself is not an extremely physical character. And so it, it all kind of checks out that you, you could still you could still do that. You could make that work. Well, a Lego set has been announced, revealed for $54.99, 223 pieces. I'm assuming $54.99 American. More than likely. More than likely. Lego set 76292, just in case you're following along at home. And it is Sam Wilson in the, if not the same, a very similar Captain America suit that we saw him get from the Wakandans at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And we see Red Hulk. And the, and the set's called Captain America versus Red Hulk. Now, it, there's a couple of things, there's a couple of things to to take into account here before we simply say, that's it, Lego spoiled it, it's official, we're getting Red Hulk in Captain America 4. Number one is, it does not surprise me that this set has been announced or has surfaced now, because Captain America 4 was originally supposed to come out pretty damn soon, right? And these toy companies whether it be Hasbro, whether it be Lego, whether it be Mattel, whoever it is, they start on these toys years in advance, right? Like they are, you'll have representatives from Lego at Marvel Studios looking at scenes that have been shot or concept art, storyboards, you know, whatever it is so that they can get started because it takes time. It takes time to make the prototypes and then make the molds and then make, you know, it's it's like this whole ordeal and then mass produce and and whatever. So it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that even though now Captain America four is currently slated for February of 2025, it doesn't surprise me that these, are surfacing now because long before that delay happened these these toys were in production so there's that but the important thing here is this would not be the first time that lego has re has released a, a, a lego set 
usually of like there'll be a scene right it'll be like an upcoming i think they did i think there was one with dr strange or something where there was a a scene like the set that you got was was a, a fight scene right you get several characters you get some scenery and they're and on the cover art of the box are doing battle and we would see those we would see those toys announced those lego sets and we would go holy shit so and so is in this and they're going to fight so and so that's nuts and we would go we would you know some people would get really excited some people would get mad at lego be like what the hell lego way to go thanks thanks for spoiling that and then the movie would come out and we'd go see the movie and we'd go that fight never happens it was kind of like the promotional t- material behind uh, um, Infinity War, where we see um, Hulk, yeah, Hulk that- running with the rest of the Avengers, but Hulk never shows up in that fight. Yeah, I mean, that was an intentional misdirect. <clears throat> no, but... T- t- yeah. But yes, yeah, but yeah. similar. And so this wouldn't be the first time that we've gone, well, that fight never happens, and that guy's not even in it. Right? They could they could do like a Spider-Man No Way Home or well they wouldn't have done it for No Way Home because the speculation of who was in that was huge, but they could have done like a Spider-Man Far From Home Lego set and you know Dr. Octopus and Venom are also in it because it's toys. Because it's a toy set. It's meant for playing and imagining and you know doing whatever. So does this add weight? Does it throw some weight behind the idea that we're going to see Red Hulk in Captain America 4? It, absolutely. Obviously. Right? Obviously it does. Does this confirm that we are going to see Red Hulk in Captain America 4? No. No, not at all. <clears throat> um, you know... It seems like maybe it's likely, but this also wouldn't be the first time that a Lego set came out that that was a little misleading, right? Or we thought spoiled something when really it didn't. So I kind of err on the side. I think there's a 65% chance that Red Hulk is going to show up. I don't know. You know, you have a non-superpowered, a non-superhuman super soldiered Sam Wilson. Captain America is just a guy now with some tech who miraculously over one weekend at the cottage mastered the voodoo that is the Captain America shield. I don't know that that guy goes up against Red Hulk. Like, I just don't know. Right? Like, so that's, that's the thing that kind of seems weird to me. Anyways, Carl, you've seen the picture of this Lego set. I mean, it's cool. It's a bitch and Red Hulk, man. Um, do you think that this is, it, that's it, it's in the bag, we're going to see Red Hulk now, um, and if not, w- what at least do you think the chances are? Um, <clears throat> I think they're pretty good. Like, under over 50, I think it's over 50. Yeah. Um, uh, like, Lego's got it right more than it's got it wrong. <laughs> because they've got the inside scoop. Um, That being said, I think there are some other fun thing, like nods here that to what this show will be a little have in it outside of red Hulk, like red Hulk's a big wow. But 
Like, uh, we're going to see uh, a new Falcon in, I think it's Joaquin, Joaquin, Jacques, Joaquin, Joaquin. Jacques Torres. The guy what we've seen in uh, cat, uh, the, what was it called? Captain uh, Falcon and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Is that what it was yep. called, that show? Yeah. It, it was the guy that was kind of uh, He's like Sam's guy in the kinda, chair. Yeah. He's kind of Sam's guy in the chair for that show. He's going to be the new um, Falcon. Yeah. Because um, apparently that's a mantle that needs to be passed on. Yeah. For- uh, whatever reason but also this ruth bat seraph which uh, sabra which i was unfamiliar with so i quickly kind of wikied her she's she's some mutant that works for the uh for israeli defense force right so we're gonna get uh, my guess like looking at her power set she's pretty much like a captain america power set even though she's a mutant she's got superhuman right. abilities and healing um, my bet is they just kind of make her, uh, the same kind of person that they made the, like she, she somehow got her hands on superhuman serum because mutants don't exist yet. Even mm-hmm. though they've been kind of hinting at it. Um, yeah, I think, I think this is, uh, yeah, I think this is gonna, this is likely if he yeah. doesn't show up as the red Hulk, he's, he's obviously in it in some capacity. So then are you mad? No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care? You don't care that... Uh, you don't care. He doesn't care. You no. don't care that they I mean, spoiled the... Uh, if I no. cared if I cared more about what's happening in the MCU right now, <laughs> I would care, but I'm just so confused and disappointed and... Yeah, I just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't It's know. hard to be disappointed... When you've been let down so many times and aren't getting your hopes up. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on. Paramount. Now, yeah. Paramount has been around for a Coons age. In fact, I kind of want to look it up. Paramount. When did Paramount become a thing? Uh, Paramount formally started in 1912. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> right? That is uh, Paramount ancient. is the s- sixth oldest surviving studio in the world. After Gom- Gomount Film Company, which apparently is still a thing. I've never heard of Gomont. See, okay. Uh, just so everyone knows... I'm letting you know right now we're going on a tangent because now I'm fascinated. Gaumont Film Company, <laughs> often in French, is a French film studio. Okay. Still running today. Actually, let's go Let's go through this in reverse order so that we can, like, you know, end with the crazy one. Order it. So, yeah, so, well, but reverse chronological order, right? So, Universal Studios act also formed in 1912 april 30th of 1912 paramount pictures as well yeah so these are all these are all like what's the parent company here what's the subsidiaries i wonder i don't know i don't know so nordisk film are you looking that you already looked this up didn't you you bastard no i i just googled paramount pictures i'm okay same time as you so nordisk nord nordisk film started in 1906 
and Paramount was, Pictures and, parent and, companies are Paramount Global and Viacom. And did the uh, this this Nordisk Films did um, the Scandinavian distribution or is doing the Scandinavian distribution of the 2024 The Crow, uh, and then a bunch of things no one's ever heard of. It, it, it's a, a Nordic film, a Danish film company. Um, but they started in 1906. Titanus is an Italian film company that started in 1904, 120 years ago. Path Pathy is a another French film company that started in 1896. 127 years ago. And finally, the oldest, which we already talked about, Gaumont, started in 1895. Holy. Good for them. I went down Anyways. a different rabbit tr- rabbit hole. I went down like the, the parent organizations, which aren't as yeah. old and don't have no. much history. No, because people buy them. Right. right? Uh, you, you get bought and you, you know. Yeah. But so anyways... Paramount's been around a long time, right? Yeah. Very long time. Lots of history. Um, Lots of history. For the longest time, sort of Canada's premier amusement park that's not too far from where you and I live, Canada's Wonderland, for years and years and years and years and years was Paramount Canada's Wonderland. Yeah. Right? Uh, The highest grossing films for Paramount, World War Z, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, Mission Impossible 2, Kung Fu Panda, Madagascar 3, How to Train Your Dragon, uh, the 1990s film Ghost that we all know, Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, Star Trek Into the Darkness, the Tom Cruise War of the Worlds, Beverly Hills Cop, Shrek. Are these in no particular order? These these are, they're getting higher and higher. Okay, you're going up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Shrek Forever After, Transformers Age of Extinction, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Star Trek, Iron Man 2, because don't forget, the first couple of MCU films were not distributed by Marvel. They were Paramount films. They were Paramount films. Yeah. Transformers, Shrek the Third, Forrest Gump, Transformers of the Dark, uh, Dark of the Moon, Transformers, Ren, uh, Revenge of the Fallen, Titanic, and their highest grossing film, box office gross in Canada and the US. Sorry, these were not worldwide. This is North America, is Top Gun Maverick. And so they've been around a long time. And, and, Something that should seem pretty consistent on that list is the name Tom Cruise. Right? Top Gun, War of the Worlds, the Mission Impossible films. They're very they know each other well between the shows. Right. Tom Cruise was supposed (laughs) to be the first Iron Man, right? Like originally Iron Man. (laughs) But but that's the thing, right? Is Tom Cruise, for many years, has had his ass firmly planted at Paramount. Yeah. 
and not just like he does Paramount Films, but Tom Cruise's production company has been set up working out of Paramount on the Paramount lot. Well, there has been recently some whisperings that Paramount not doing so good. Not doing so good. Might be selling. Right? There is a bunch of layoffs. There's their head shareholder is is in talks or has been talking about sharing the controlling interest of the company. Um, and so the question has become, well, what is going to happen to Paramount? And the only person, not the only person, the person, the, the, the entity, the company that has shown the most interest, the most public interest, and has, ha- has the most bank account behind them to be able to back this is Warner Brothers. Right, Warner Brothers, which just bought, uh, did Warner Brothers buy or did they buy Warner Brothers? But Warner Brothers and Discovery are, are kind of a conglomerate now, right? My guess would be it'd be Warner Brothers bought Discovery. Maybe. I don't think Discovery would have been near big enough to buy Warner Brothers at any level. I don't know, man. Dis- Discovery Warner. is like TV show. Warner Brothers was like TV me- movies and yeah, but Warner Brothers was Warner Brothers was struggling there for for quite some time. Um, <clears throat> subsidiaries are Turner Entertainment, New Line Cinema, Castle Rock Entertainment, Water Tower Music. Parent company is Warner Brothers Discovery. So, divisions, subsidiaries, Warner Brothers Discovery Networks. I don't know. Companies' properties divided into DC Comics and Discovery Inc. Have conjoined histories, blah, 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 foundation, beginning of operations. Where's the um, Turkish streaming platforms? Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, But there's been a lot of talks that Warner Brothers was going to buy Paramount. And those talks are still going on, right? Because And that would put Warner Brothers in a very, very powerful position. Because they would be able to combine Warner Brothers, Paramount, which means you have CNN, CBS, and HBO all in one house. That's that's potent. That's 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 their. That would make them pretty be a big heavy hitter. Pretty. Uh, what's the <sighs> word I'm looking for? Not mighty. Formidable. Pretty formidable. Now. Something else interesting has just happened in terms of Paramount and Warner Brothers, and that is Tom Cruise, the Paramount boy, the Paramount kid, has signed a new deal with Warner Brothers to develop and produce original and franchise films. Hmm. Jumping ship. He's going to set up shop over at Warner Brothers. That's where his, his production company will work out of. His employees will be on the Warner Brothers lot. Now... 
there's speculation out there that this is Warner Brothers approaching Tom Cruise and saying, hey, we're going to buy Paramount, so you might as well just sign with us now because you're going to be with us soon anyways. <laughs> right? Like, you know. Get, get a head start. <laughs> let's Let's save some paperwork here and you can just hop on now i don't know i don't know what that means it's it's interesting though i think one of the more interesting things about this now it's i heard someone talking about this online and they put it really really aptly so i'm going to sort of steal their analogy deals like this in hollywood do not work the same way as sports teams right if carl gets signed to the the mets it's never going to happen. If Carl gets signed <laughs> to the Mets. It might happen one day. <laughs> Carl's not allowed to play for any other teams other than the Mets. Right? Otherwise, it's a breach of contract. You can't fill in on some other team one day because someone's feeling sick. Deals like this in Hollywood. It, Tom Cruise will be able to make films with other studios occasionally, sometimes, depending on the circumstances. It's very possible that Warner Brothers will have a first look agreement, right? Which basically means anything that Tom Cruise's production company, any scripts they come up with, any film pitches that they have, Warner Brother gets the first stab at. They get to say yes or no, you know, and, and if they say no, then Tom Cruise is allowed to shop, shop it out to someone else if he wants to. I don't know. Um, what's interesting here is to develop and produce original and franchise films. Meaning what? Meaning that if there was ever a Top Gun 3, that that would be a Warner Brothers film now? That depends on who owns the rights. If Tom Cruise's production company owns the rights to it, then that then that could right. be a yes. But right. Paramount owns the rights to it, which I think they do. It would be a no. But if Warner Brothers buys Paramount, then... Then it would be yes, a yes anyways. Again. Yeah. Right? And and what? Maybe potential future... Because Dead Reckoning Part 2, I'm pretty sure, is already in the can. Like, it's shot, and they're probably doing post on it right now. But if Mission Impossible continued on past that, they may be Warner Brothers films now. That's powerful, man. Warner Brothers Warner Brothers has got themselves sitting in a pretty nice spot right now. They've got HBO. They have the DC Universe. Which has been, you know, whatever up until this point. But, you know, also it seems like maybe they're getting their shit together. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> they still Maybe. have yet to put up out a movie, <laughs> right? But Warner Brothers also owning uh, owning New Line Cinema. Warner Brothers has all the Lord of the Rings stuff. Warner Brothers has the Harry, the whole Wizarding World, Harry Potter stuff, mm-hmm. and now Tom Cruise, who like him or hate him, he's a box office draw. Yeah. So it, it very, 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 very interesting. Kind of shook the world a little bit when it happened the other day. Um, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this. What this may mean 
I'm telling you this right now. I don't know who. I don't know for sure. But I think the chances just got much bigger that Tom Cruise will be in the DCU. Just got much bigger. Mm. Now, I don't know if I want that. I don't know who you would get him to play. James Gunn doesn't really... Like, thinking about James Gunn films... He doesn't... Like, he picks well-known actors for roles. Yeah. But at the time he picks them, they're usually not like box office draws. Well, but he will do cameos though. Right. Usually if they're already predetermined, like preset, like, like Batman in, well, was already what, when he did uh, suicide squad, Batman was already been out for like, he can't not use Batman. No, no. But I mean, so look at guardians, guardians, of the galaxy two has Sylvester Stallone in it. And Mm. Kurt Russell. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. You've Mm. got Nathan Fillion. I wouldn't give, I would, as much as I love Kurt Russell, I wouldn't say he was a box office. He's a box office draw anymore. No, what? Neither, but neither Stallone. Well, Stallone. uh, (laughs) Stallone's not a box office draw anymore. If they said they were doing, used to be. If they said to hell with Creed, we're doing Rocky 32 or whatever Rocky they're up to, maybe. But that would be just as much the Rocky name as it would be Stallone. Right? Or Rambo. Yeah. But it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how this shakes out if he shows up in the MCU. I, You know, I think Tom Cruise could have made... I mean, obviously he's been cast... Did I say MCU? Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely not showing up in the MCU now. No. (laughs) Not going to happen. But if he does show up in the DCU, look, I know Nicholas Holt has been cast and I love that casting. If Tom Cruise was willing to shave his head, he could have made a cool Lex Luthor. Uh, I could see that only because I've seen him in Tropic Thunder. (laughs) Because he played Grossman. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The role, and listen, listen. If you go back and you look at box office numbers, you look at box office draw, you look at the popularity of film stars, make no mistake, his role in Tropic Thunder revitalized Tom Cruise's career. People don't think that. But if you go back and you look at just where we like to remember history with rose petaled glasses and think, oh, Tom Cruise was always massive. Nah, he was pretty much falling off the map. And then he showed up in Tropic Thunder. And then Tom Cruise was back, baby. So, yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Interesting and to even, see. And even since then, he's had some flops. Oh, sure. Like, The Mummy was a disaster. It was a disaster. And it was, and and from what I understand, it was him personally that pretty much crashed the entire franchise. <laughs> Yeah, it is. That was that supposed whole to be thing. a big monster universe thing. Yeah, it was supposed to be Universal's monster verse. Yeah. The way he forced Universal's hand to have like him and everything and yeah, it kind of crashed the entire thing. 
which is too bad because (laughs) because i was totally on board with um russell crowe's dr jekyll oh right the the premise of the monster verse that they had set up was awesome the only downside was was him (laughs) right Mm -hmm. like in in a show that's supposed to be about a scary mummy we barely ever saw the scary mummy. We just saw Tom Cruise. It is it was not that yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on. The Last of Us. Did you watch The Last of Us? I did not. I don't have the streaming oh. service to watch The Last of Us. Oh. Oh. Listen, I've never played the video game. Neither right. Cuz I'm not I I'm not a PlayStation guy, so I I I haven't had it available to me. Um I think if I did own a PlayStation, I would probably play it. Um, but I, I just never have. And so I never have, um, there is an episode which I'm sure you, you've heard of because it made big waves. There is an episode of the last of us where Pedro Pascal and, um, Ellie, Joel and Ellie don't actually really show up in it until the end of the episode. And it's, is the whole thing is kind of a flashback and it it circles around Nick Offerman playing um, a gay character who falls in love with this guy, and tragedy kind of hits, and and you know the zombies happen, and you know what, and it is just, it is not only an amazing episode, but it is, you know, like when that episode ended. Everyone was kind of like, so do we just mail Nick Offerman the Emmy or how? what's the fastest way to get it to him? <laughs> because it was a non-comedic role and it was powerful. Like it yeah. was just really spectacular. Anyways, Nick Offerman has said, when asked about the potential of a Last of Us prequel. He said, it certainly has been pitched. I think we pitched a whole miniseries of a prequel of their lives before they met each other. That would be Nick Offerman's character and and his lover. He says, I think a musical, <coughs> as a joke, we're not short on ideas. We'll just see what Craig Mazin and Neil... Druckmann come up with so I mean maybe you won't have much to say on this because you haven't seen the show you haven't seen the episode but this could be I mean we know that a season two of we know that a season two and presumably season three of last of us is coming right because there's there's two games and the first season covers the first game and they said a while ago that because the second game has got so much more in it that they're going to split the second game up between two seasons. Could we end up with the last of us verse, right? Where we have these, I mean, it, it's, it's not, it's not out of the question, right? Because you take that setting, you take a setting where it's, post zombie apocalypse and people are just kind of fighting to survive and and 
you know, we're, we're hanging, I'm the medic in this settlement, or we never joined a settlement. We have our own little house that we've boarded up and we're doomsday preppers. And so we've got all this within that world, within that setting, once you set that up, everybody in that universe has an interesting story to tell. Yeah. Everybody oh, has gone through something. Definitely an interesting universe that you could dive into for sure. Yeah. Tell so I'm not. Stories. Is there even a point in asking you if you think this will happen? I mean, you don't know. I yeah. I mean, I've never played the games. I know of them, obviously. I I don't know. I like Nick Offerman. I think he's great. He's so good. Um. So sure. <laughs> Let it happen. I guess. I don't. You know. You know. I prefer Nick Offerman's dramatic roles yeah i i'm on his imdb and i'm trying to remember i seen him in something recently and i was like that was the, no it was actually i just realized it wasn't nick offerman that i seen recently in something dramatic that has been in a lot of comedic stuff it was uh what is his name oh there he is what who is that uh malcolm in the middle dad brian oh, cranston uh, brian cranston I just yeah. watched him in this uh, uh, Netflix show. Just it just showed up on Netflix a little while back, right? Recently, yeah. Um, I the first time I ever saw Nick Offerman because what is it? He's is he Parks and Rec or he's Arrested Development? He's Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Okay, I've never seen either of those shows. Um, but so I wasn't I wasn't on the Nick Offerman train. I didn't know who he was until I saw him play one of the original McDonald brothers in The Founder, right? Where um, Michael Keaton plays the guy that sort of took the little burger shop and franchised it and then like yes. stole the company yeah. and, you know, did whatever. Yep. And I loved him that in that. He's great. He's really good. You know, yeah. I loved him in that. And so, yeah, no, I'm I'm a big fan right. and I, I would watch this show, I think. it was It was the most, it was the standout episode and it was an episode that didn't even really feature the main characters of the show. So that's that's interesting. All right, moving on to another funny man gone serious, Bob Odenkirk. Man, can I tell a quick anecdote? I think maybe yeah. I've talked to you about this before. Maybe I even yeah. talked about it on this show. Sure. Did, have, have you heard the story about him working on SNL? Did you know he worked on SNL? I knew he worked on SNL. He's yeah. a writer. So, um, uh, man, I suck with names. Uh, uh, Farley. Um, Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Did you know he came up with the living in the van down by the down, down by the river character for Chris Farley? I did not know that. Yeah. He, he wrote genius. that for Chris Farley. Chris Farley kind of came up with the character and then he took the character and was like, this would be way funnier, apparently. Right. And like wrote the whole bit for him. And then the rest is history. So like the guy is, the guy knows comedy. So to see him comedy. And, and like, I, well, I, I knew him Bad first from and- Breaking Bad and then yeah. no, and then Better Call Saul. And then, and then I've seen nobody, but, but like, I didn't even know he had comedic roots. I would love to see him in an actual straight up comedy role. I think it would be hilarious. Oh yeah. All right. So anyway. speaking, <laughs> speaking of nobody, a film 
that not a lot of people saw. Yeah. Not a lot of people saw simply, I think, largely. Flew under the radar. Because of when it came out. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you're doing yourself a disservice. It it was a pandemic era film. Yeah. You got to go. You got to watch this film. I didn't know what I will say about nobody is I didn't know that I needed to see shotgun wielding Christopher Lloyd (laughs) until I saw shotgun wielding Christopher Lloyd. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, I didn't, that was a void. I didn't know I had, but it's been filled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So nobody, if you haven't seen it, you don't know what it is, is, from the same makers, the the producers of the John Wick franchise. So There's sort of rumors that, it's the same universe. Well, and that's the There's thing, not, right? This is kind of like our first discussion. There's nobody said it is, nobody said it isn't. Yes. But anyway. And so <laughs> it it's sort of that hyper-violent, combative, you know, guy that used to be a killer and I mean, just settled. Like realistic too. Like the main character takes his licks. And oh like yeah, shows it. Yeah, used to be used to be a killer. Settled down to have a family. Something happens, got and he's got to somehow pick the gun back up, right? And go on a little bit of a you know, a little bit of a killing spree. Yeah, and oh god, the the bus fight scene. Oh man, so good. Oh, so good. <laughs> Better than the it, Shang Chi fight ex- bus it, scene. It's exhausting to watch. Yeah. Oh, um, man. Amazing. Amazing, amazing film. If you like a guy sitting in a police interview room with a cat and a can of tuna, this is the film for you. <laughs> That's the pitch everybody needed to hear. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there was rumors, right? And, and people started speculating. They're like, well, you know, it's a, it's a very similar kind of premise and setup in a lot of ways to John Wick and it's made by the same people. And so did John Wick and, and I don't even remember the character's name. Um, does it say in this article? Probably not. Hutch. Yes. And Hutch, were they, did they cross paths? <laughs> they colleagues at some point? Were they? Not likely, because this guy you know? was military, government military. Right. Hutch was military, and John Wick is mob enforcer. So was Hutch assigned to try to take down John Wick at one point? Right? Like, there's all kinds of potential crossovers, and and many people who have seen both want a crossover, myself included. Um, but what I want even more, and it sounds like it's coming, is Nobody too. Uh Connie Nielsen says that a sequel to the Bob Odenkirk starring Nobody is happening. It is in production. It is going <clears throat> to be a thing. Oh, this warms my heart. I feel like nobody too should not be the title. I feel like it needs to be like still nobody or still nobody. Ooh. Or, or, um, uh, I told you I'm nobody. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like use the word nobody, but add something to it before or after. Absolutely. Nobody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh. I feel like that's got, 
you know, gives it, I like that ring better than yeah. just the number. Yeah. I'm stoked. I, you know, uh, this is, this is one of those films. Just keep going. Just make more. It's, yeah. it's, it's one of those, you know, it's, it's not, nobody is never one of those films and, and nor is, is John Wick. It's not one of those franchises where you go, no, don't make another because, you know, there was such a nice bow on it and they ended the story so perfectly and it, it just, no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a violent action shooter kind of move. You can just keep going. You can yeah. just tell he's, you know, he's pissed someone else off, and he, and and someone else is yeah. hunting him now, or he's still dealing with the the ramifications from, you know, the 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 um the wreckage that he caused in the first one. Yeah, or something will come to light. Like the whole reason we got John Wick two is because now he's back in the game, and yeah. Like, yeah, people have heard that he's in the game, and now they yeah, so want. Now nobody. You know, now Hutch is back in the game. Okay, you're back in the game, Hutch. We're gonna put you back in the game. You know, yeah, like somehow try and get back out. Um, yeah, man, I am down. I'm down for it. Like this, I love action flicks. Like '90s action flicks are awesome. I love them. But this kind of new era of action flicks that John Wick has kind of ushered in where they're, they're a little more gritty and realistic in terms of this, the, the hero is not invincible. They, they just hit home that much harder kind of and draw you in that much better than the 90s stuff where they, the heroes pretty much almost usually invincible. Not always, you know, some, sometimes you got your diehard, uh, superhero who steps on glass and he's hobbling along all the whole show, but like most Arnold stuff, he's, he's literally invincible all, 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 uh, the whole movie. Yeah. So this, this new era of action is, is a great direction and I, I just want to see more of it. Mm hmm. I'd like to see, like, yeah, just build on it and see what direct new new creative directions that it can be taken. I'm trying to see. Is that the same insignia? What insignia are you looking there's, at? There's there's a shot in Nobody where where he, he you know he's got like the what is it it's like a arcade machine or a slot machine or something in his house but he's got a bunch of money and gold and stuff stashed in oh, okay yeah some like past trying to see if he's stuff. got the coins that are the similar to the hotel coins well there's gold bars and there's something stamped into it and and people on the internet are trying to draw connections between the stamp on the gold bars and the the face of the gold coins like the continental coins right interesting yeah i don't know that'd be fun that'd be fun to have that kind of crossover yeah yeah god nobody's a good movie i'm so excited so you're excited you watched oh, the yeah. second one this is a great fit like, like i said yeah. if you haven't seen this yet you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen this you're doing yourself a disservice it's on netflix canada if you live in canada Sit down and watch it. Grab a bucket of popcorn. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on to our final story and the one 
that I just I just opened Facebook and someone posted an image of they had bought like a storm like a Walmart stormtrooper figurine. Right. And and the mask, the helmet, the stormtrooper helmet is like snapped in half and half hanging off the head. And the guy says, My son wanted to see what was under the stormtrooper's helmet. So they cut into it. Evidently, it's an unpainted Django Fett, and it is. They use the same. That's <laughs> just so good. What? It's what? it's like such a like total coincidence that they're just like, well, this is the head that we have that is already set up to fit helmets because it's the head that we use probably for the Django Fett and the Boba Fett toys. <laughs> so just use that head mold because we already have it. The, so it, the helmet didn't come off. Naturally, no, no, it's not supposed that's, to. That's weird that it's just not a molded solid mold helmet. <coughs> yeah, well, because I guess they still want it to pivot, and yeah, I don't know, right? I don't know. It's just however they, whatever the process was for making the the toys. Um, I'm sending it to you, but that's that's hilarious to me, and and what a fun, just bullshit coincidence. That that is, you know, yeah, that's weird. It to me, it seems like you would just, um, you wouldn't. It'd be solid plastic underneath the helmet. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh. cool. See, so there are still some stormtrooper clones out there. There you go. <laughs> Talking about Star Wars. Star Wars. No franchise is as big of a mess as Star Wars. Star Wars makes the MCU look like they have their shit together. And that's pretty sad. Together? (sighs) They make Disney look like they don't know what they're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. We're going to sound like a broken record. Star Wars, Star Wars is a flipping mess. Indeed. And, and I don't just mean, I don't even mean in terms of quality. Right? I don't mean in terms of, well, this project wasn't very good, or this one's not very good, or this one was good, but this one sucked. That's not what I mean. Right? Because I... Because we need an antagonist, and somehow Palpatine has returned. Well, no, but that makes sense. That makes sense <laughs> nope. to me. And I, I'm, I'm it make, fine with that. Not cinemat- Not for the cinematic universe, it doesn't. Yeah, he cloned himself. Yeah, no, no, no. No, it it's works. A hard, but, it's a hard sell. But, I, I get it from no longer canon Legends, but they did it better in Legends. To just at but, the beginning of the film go, we need an antagonist, so somehow Palpatine okay, returned. Okay. Da, but, da, da, but, that's but quality, bad storytelling. It, that's quality, bad storytelling. The quality you of got Star two Wars films to set it up, shut and up. that's what you do. That's bad storytelling. Shut up. I don't I'm care who you. you are. I'm going to mute you. The the <sighs> quality of Star Wars projects is not what we're talking about. Star Wars has been a mess in terms of announcing projects. Like, hey, I have an idea. What if we did this? Great, great idea. I'll announce it tomorrow. No, no, no. Hang on. Because <laughs> it's just a, like, yeah. let's the hatch other this idea less. a little bit more. Let's <laughs> let's cook this egg before we, no, no, we got to tell people. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And as a result, there hasn't been a Star Wars film in production since Rise of Skywalker came out in 2019. Jeez. And so, you know, we had that Rogue Squadron movie that just kind of disappeared the patty jenkins one a really cool video we all saw of patty jenkins on the tarmac with the x-wing in the jumpsuit right and then taika watiti was gonna do and then there was the ryan johnson spinoff trilogy and then there was and all of these things just have not happened we make announcements and then they quietly it's like get they shot. never got out of storyboarding <laughs> Yeah, they, they just they never kind got of out of script writing. Quietly get shelved, right? And yeah. then this director's attached, but then he's gone, and the new director's attached, and now they're gone. And then we fired the writer, and there's a new writer, and now they're gone. And it's it's just this perpetual vomit bucket of announcements and then shelvings. And it seemed like I don't know, six months back. Whenever that was, Star Wars Celebration, it seemed like we had gotten the most concrete announcements, the most, look, here are the three films we're making, here are the directors that are making them, they're on stage with us right now, all three of them, this is happening, they're going to each tell you a little bit about the project, they're super excited, we're super excited, this is the future of Star Wars. And you would be a fool to look at that and go, hey, look, these are the Star Wars films we're getting. But I played the part of that fool. Right? Because I was like, well, look, the, all the directors are right there. Like, they seem like they've kind of learned from <laughs> the issues they've been having. Right. But it's not and, something we haven't seen before. <laughs> and right, Well, yeah. But it, it's just, it felt more legitimate this time. Right? We're getting a Ray film set 10 years after the Rise of Skywalker. Ray's building up the new Jedi Order. We're getting a, uh, a High Republic Star Wars show movie rather and we're getting an origins of the force origins of the jedi discovering that the force is a thing movie and i know many people were like oh this, uh, we already have midichlorians why well, you got to explain the force further we don't care we don't want it uh, I, it sounded cool to me i was like oh cool yeah all right cool I'm on board with that. The discovery of the light side and the dark side, and it'll probably feature the son, the daughter, and the the father from the Clone Wars <laughs> series. Because how could it not? Yeah. Well, there's and there's lots of legends lore out there that dove into the origins of the Jedi Order and the Sith Order and the light side and dark side. So to explore it and make it true canon again, and would be I'm, I'm down with as well. Yeah. So I was like, cool, cool. And then we found out a little while ago that it sounded like all signs were pointing to the first of those three films that were going to go into production. The next Star Wars film that we were getting was that Ray film, and it was going to start shooting in the spring. This spring. Cool. All right. They're, they're, they're serious about this. We're going to get this done. Cool. Are we, though? And then, 
And it sounds like that Ray, Phil, Ray film is still coming. It's just not the one that's coming next. The one of the those three that we just talked about that's coming next is none of those three. It is a film that is going to start, is going to go into production this year. Directed, not by Dave Filoni, not by any of the other people that were mentioned, directed by John Favreau. Let's go! Yeah. <laughs> Produced by Kathleen Kennedy and Dave Filoni. And the film is The Mandalorian and Grogu. Now, uh, Favreau said, I, lo- I have loved telling stories set in the rich world that George Lucas created, said Favreau. The prospect of bringing the Mandalorian and his apprentice Grogu to the big screen. Don't call him your apprentice. You're not a you're not a Jedi. Yeah, he's I not found your that apprentice. Weird. <laughs> is extremely exciting. John Favreau and Dave Filoni have ushered into Star Wars two new and beloved characters, and this new story is a perfect fit for the big screen. Added Kathleen Kennedy, president of Lucasfilm. Now, a couple of things. Boo. No, okay. No. A couple of things. I think that this I think that this is likely and the only reason I think that this is actually likely going to happen is I think John Favreau is pretty much non-bullshit and he is going to see this through. Yes. Another big thing that makes this very probable is the only thing pushing Star Wars right now is Dave Filoni and John Favreau's The Mandalorian, Ahsoka, that they're the only thing that's happening. Wow. So it makes, it makes sense. It makes sense that a movie continuing to push those stories is next. Here's the thing. Whether you like them or not, Brady. (laughs) No, no, no. But here's the thing. So, so what happened to, cause we were supposed to get, we were supposed to get a Dave Filoni directed Mandoverse film that culminated all three of these shows Culminated Book Above Buffet, culminated Ahsoka, culminated Mandalorian, picked up with the whole like, oh shit, Thrawn's back. Directed by Dave Filoni. Where the hell's that? Maybe this is it. Directed by Jon Favreau, simply about the Mandalorian and Groku. This is not it. Maybe this this is just like a a lead in to, to that some more i don't know i think i'm not i'm not in the writer's room i think what has happened is that was the plan and then ahsoka came out and nobody liked ahsoka and i think it's been slated for a second season already right i know so but look at the ratings no i yeah i'm not disagreeing with the ratings (laughs) and and i think that over at lucasfilm they have at some point in the last little bit, last two, three months, quietly shelved that film. Mm, I would disagree. I don't know, man. I, you've got I, you you've got a film that you're gonna base off three TV series, and two of those three TV series were not well received. Why 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 make that film? 
as opposed to shelving that and saying, okay, the only series that we've put out in that conglomerate, in those three, in that Mando universe, the only series that people have liked, even though our third season was shaky at best, was not great. It was a weak third season. The only one that people can get behind is The Mandalorian. And what is our most marketable t-shirt, toy, backpack, lunchbox, sneakers, underwear? What is our most marketable selling thing right now? <clears throat> Grogu. Baby Yoda. Right. Agreed. Now, I'll tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> you just went from, I don't know, I'm not in the writer's room, to this is the I've plan. Get, I've All taken right, some time to think about it. <laughs> you've, twisted, you've twisted my arm and I'll spill the beans. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what I think will happen. We're gonna. This film is entering development this year. Ahsoka Two is entering development to development this year. They can't make that culmination film until Ahsoka Two is done, right? They have to release Ahsoka Two before they can release the, this culmination film that you believe is shelved. So they, they, they release this film telling Mando's story, take, picking up where we left off in the last season of The Mandalorian. Ahsoka comes out right around the same time, continuing that storyline from that perspective. And I bet you any money, I, I bet you five bucks, dude, what happens? <laughs> I'll put money on it. Five bucks. We went from any money to five dollars. <laughs> Well, I've only got so much money. <laughs> Look. And my wife would kill me if I spent more than $5. Here's the thing. <laughs> I was not... I think that from a business standpoint, this makes sense. I think that... Leading, leading into your next generation of films with a film that is about a very divisive character in Ray. Some people love her, some people hate her. I think that that's risky and I think that that's a weird choice from a business standpoint. Right, releasing a film about a divisive character when you're aware that your fandom is at each other's throats right now is a messy business decision. And Mandalorian being the only project, the only project. It's not the only project. In what you, you don't, don't know what I was going to say. Okay. All right. Finish. You interrupted Mandal me, I'll, I won't interrupt you. <laughs> the Mandalorian being your only current project, right? Not everybody liked Obi-Wan. Some people hated Obi-Wan. Uh, there were some issues with it, but I found a lot of things to enjoy. Not everybody liked Andor. A lot of people are like, I don't understand why that you even made this. You and I loved Andor. We thought that was, show was amazing. A lot of people didn't like Book of Boba Fett. Like it's very popular to shit on the Book of Boba Fett. 
Not everybody liked Ahsoka. By the end, I didn't like Ahsoka. First three seasons, <laughs> oh my, or first three episodes, oh my God, they were good. But not everybody liked or cared about Ahsoka. Now, no project has everyone behind it, but the one Star Wars project in the last eon that has had the majority of the Star Wars fandom high-fiving each other, excited, looking to see what's going to happen next, singing the theme song, wearing the shirts with this little stupid alien on it, the one project that kind of patched up the fandom briefly was a Mandalorian. Right. Specifically season one. Right. Specifically. Right. Right. So see, when you interrupt me, you seem like a jackass. No, uh, but. (laughs) But you're saying it's the only project and it's not because Ahsoka is also a side project. It's the only project that everybody got behind. I don't think that's true. And my, I'm going to, I'm going to source Rotten Tomatoes on this. Rotten Tomatoes has the like critics give it have an 86 percent no we got to talk about 266 audience reviews scores. audience score is 69 that's for pretty, what ahsoka yeah 70 pretty much 70 percent that's that's pretty freaking good it's pretty good let's but what's that's the only 16 below the critic score but that's what's not the mandalorian divisive. and or and or critics are 96 audience is 86 but there was still people bitching. What is the Mandalorian? I'm going into that right now. 78. And I bet you a lot of that, I bet, I bet you before the third season, I bet you that number was a lot higher. Yeah, it Season was. one is 93 and 92. 93 and then season two yeah. is 93 and then season three is but So, like, 85. you hate on Ahsoka. And I hate I, on the ending of Ahsoka. You hate on the ending of Ahsoka. I, when we did our re- breakdowns of it, I didn't hate on it near as much as you. No, that's fair. For me, I, fall, I would say I do fall into that 70% of people who enjoyed it. You fall into the 30% who don't. Okay, but I, listen, either way, we both agree that making this Mandalorian and Grogu film as your first film yes, in a very to long get, time. To, to, to get Star Wars fans' butts back in the, the theater, yes, this is the yes, film. Yes, it's a smart yeah. business move. Absolutely. What I will, what I will say, but though. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to end with some form of maybe not a major cliffhanger, but it's going to end with a lead-in to either Ahsoka 2 or this culmination film that merges Ahsoka, Mando, and Bova. Sure. But here's the thing. Like, that film's not dead. But here's the it's thing. just other things need to happen first. This is, this is a, because we've talked about this with the MCU. We've talked about it with Star Wars. We could talk about it with DC if you want to get into shows like Peacemaker. And all the new DC shows that they're going to be doing, right? The the Thyskira Island show and, you know, all, all the whatever. The one thing that those other three projects, the Ray film, 
the the High Republic show and or movie and the Origins of the Force movie. The one thing that those three projects have going for them that this Mandalorian and Grogu show does not is that you can be, right? There are different levels of people who consume entertainment. You have the people at the bottom rung who don't consume any Star Wars. I would like to think and hope that that's a very small percentage. Because <laughs> what's the matter with probably. you? Who, who hurt you that you don't watch Star Wars? Who hurt yeah. you? <laughs> then, in the middle, you have the people who have seen the Star Wars films, who have gone to the theater and watched Star Wars movies. Maybe not even Rogue One and, and Solo. Maybe not. Right, but like the episode five, episode six, episode seven, they went and watched those movies. And then above them, you have the the super fans, right? You have the ones that are like, oh shit, tonight's the new, the premiere of the new, I got to fire up my Disney Plus. Maybe, maybe Star Wars shows is the only reason I even signed up for Disney Plus. Right. And the same thing exists with with everything, with the MCU. Right? I've seen all I've seen all the movies. Yeah, but I didn't why I, I don't know. I didn't watch WandaVision. I didn't watch, you know, whatever. I don't know. I it's a show. I I go and watch the movies. It's the cinematic universe. And we have shit on the MCU for doing this. We have shit on the MCU for releasing movies. Where watching one of the shows, watching a streaming service show, was a prerequisite. We've shit on them for that. And what Star Wars is doing right now is no different. Yeah. Star Wars is releasing a film. The the first film, by the time this thing comes out, it'll be the first film in six or seven years from Star Wars. And if you haven't watched Ahsoka and you haven't watched Mandalorian and well, no, because they're going to, you know, they're going to pull from other, they're going to reference stuff that happened in Book of Boba Fett and they're going to reference. Yeah. Right. If you haven't watched essentially at that point, five or six, depending on whether Ahsoka season two drops before the movie or not, five or six seasons of a (sighs) streaming service series. Yeah. I can't see them referencing Ahsoka, but yeah, you're right. Boba Fett and three seasons of Mandalorian for sure. And that's, and that's a dick move. It's a dick move and it will hurt. It will hurt their numbers a little bit. I think the Mandalorian film will still be very successful at the box office. Do not get me wrong. It will do very well, but it will not do as well as it could have if it wasn't a Mandalorian movie. Because there are Star Wars fans out there, and I would argue, and I think you and I probably disagree on this, and there's no way to settle this, so there's no point in arguing it. But my stance is that that center column, the column of people who are fans of Star Wars, but never watched The Clone Wars, never watched Bad Batch, never watched Rebels, never watched Mandalorian, never watched Andor, I think that that's a larger, I think of the three general movie going audience, 
I think that size-wise, I think that slightly edges out the other two. I think that the people who don't consume any Star Wars is the smallest category. I think that the super fans are a big category. But I think the casual fans of Star Wars, the people who would pay to go see a new Star Wars film, but have not necessarily deep dove into and read the comics to figure out how C-3PO got his red arm and have not, like, I think that's a slightly bigger category. I would actually agree with that. I would yeah. say those people still consume the TV shows, though. Not not the animated some, stuff. Some of them will. The Mandalorian stuff. Some of them I'd, will. I'd say, like, if you were to take that, segment that we're agreeing on that that doesn't do the deep dive but they watch all the TV, the, the cinema i would say that a, a large majority like 75 plus have watched at least mandalorian so here's the thing would you consider me a star wars fan yeah a big star wars fan uh i mean big enough that you've you've watched all the the digital media all the yeah TV but it took shows. me it it took me a year and a half before i watched the first season of mandalorian because it was a what? streaming show and i didn't really care <laughs> i didn't really? really care how did you not care i just didn't care i was like it's, it's, it was like it's about the a, thing it was like the thing to watch over pandemic i'm like it's a spinoff of the most overrated star wars character but it's like, like it's, it's a Boba thing. Fett show, like but it's not everybody was Boba literally Fett. watching it. It was like, yeah, you couldn't but, scroll through social media without seeing Grogu. I know, I know. <laughs> and I saw all the merchandise and I saw whatever, but it took me a very long time to finally. I didn't watch it. Well, then I would say you're a small portion. I didn't. Of that. I didn't. I didn't watch it properly all the way through until you and I, until we were prepping because I knew the third season was coming out and we had to review it. Hmm. <laughs> and I wanted to get caught up. So anyways, so I think I think it will, listen, it, it's still going to do very, very well for them. I don't think it will be a billion dollar Star Wars film. I put good money on the fact that it's not going to be a billion dollar yeah, Star Wars film. it's not going to be. I think, I don't think it'll be a billion dollar film just because in today's viewing market at the theater, it, it takes a, the stars aligning to get there. Yeah, and- and and they are hurting their numbers substantially by having Disney Plus streaming shows being a prerequisite for the next Star Wars theatrical experience. The other yeah. thing that pisses me off about this, like we've talked a lot about the business, right? I just don't want this. Right. Really? And I've been very mm -hmm. public about that. Like I'm just so over the Mandalorian. I just don't give a shit. It was fun for a season and a half, maybe two seasons. It was mm. fun. It was fun. And, but I think, you know, if you're, if you're trying to rebuild your fandom, if you're trying to tap into what is Star Wars, if you want to give me, a huge Star Wars fan, a movie that I'm going to be excited about, don't give me, don't give me a film that is set in the Star Wars universe. Give me a Star Wars film. And a Star Wars film. What George Lucas tapped into in the 70s, what made Star Wars so special was the Force, Jedis, and, 
and that war between the light side and the dark side of the force. Yeah. That is what but, made it special because even to the people who love Mandalorian, I'm tell- I was thinking about this this morning. Had George Lucas in 19 in the 1970s, 77, had he released Star Wars and what he had released instead of being Star Wars a New Hope had been The Mandalorian. Star Wars, Star Wars, if people were even familiar with what Star Wars was today, it would not be as big as it is now. Yeah, I, I, and I would agree with you, but I would, I, I would have to add a few more points to what made, because it was, those things made Star Wars successful, but also the, like, the space cowboy kind of stuff that Mandalorian represents is also part of that puzzle. With Han Solo. Han Solo, space battles, cool spaceships that nobody's ever seen before. Sure. Ma- massive space station. Like yeah. things things that that normal people can identify with a little bit more than a space wizard. Yeah. <laughs> right? But the only like, thing that set I mean, it the apart merger was the space of, wizard. Of high fantasy, which for those unfamiliar with the term is like, knights and magic and wizards and stuff the merger of high fantasy western and sci- sci-fi space opera the merger of those three things together is what makes star wars star wars you remove yeah. one of those things and it feels a little less star wars so like like what you're saying about mandalorian mandalorian removes the high fantasy aspect yeah. of Star Wars. And it still works and it still feels like Star Wars because we've been on the journey of Star Wars for so many years. Just that looking like Star Wars can make it feel like Star Wars, but there's still something missing until yeah. the end of season two when Luke Skywalker shows up with a lightsaber. Yeah, and we see Ahsoka and we see... You and know, Ahsoka, and, yeah. And yeah, and it just... <clears throat> I don't know. So I just don't like... So, I, I, I agree with you, but there is there is a piece of the puzzle, and the piece of the puzzle is what Mandalorian brings, but Mandalorian bringing two-thirds of the puzzle is still not the whole pie, right? You're, we're still, yeah. you're still missing something to the magic of Star Wars. Yeah, I think I, that- I agree with you. I think that doing a Mandalorian and Grogu film is simply them- it's, They're playing it safe. Yeah, it's a safe bet. It's good business. It's, it's also like- like we've like you know it's been five years since we've seen a star wars on the silver screen which probably isn't a bad thing considering how we've been inundated with marvel films and that just feels like too much well but also it's time to it's time (laughs) yeah it yes i would say yes and no i would say if they didn't do all these bogus announcements over the last five years and and they they waited five six years and we got one announcement that actually fulfilled its promise then then you would have more hype than you do now right Right. that's another problem that we haven't talked about well we've we've touched on it right like episode one was massive because we hadn't seen star wars in almost two decades episode seven was hyped because we hadn't seen Star Wars in almost a decade. 
Yeah, but right? then like, also, but and, not and only in that. that time, in that time, all we got was kind of deep dive media that if, unless you're like that third per, third tier of fandom that you had talked about that loves reading the comics and diving deep into cartoons and all that stuff, you weren't getting Star Wars. Right. Right. So that drought makes you thirsty and hungry for it even more. And but I think when you other- when you're like when you're like tugging people along saying, Hey, we're gonna do this, not hey, we're gonna do this, not you get fed up <laughs> and you lose interest and you don't care when they do finally announce something that's actually gonna happen. Yeah. The so, other important anyway. piece of that equation was that it had been decades or close to a decade, but then when they did give us Star Wars it was episode one, episode seven, the continuation yeah. of continue of the saga, the saga, not, Oh, it's been seven, eight years. Yeah. And here's, here's yeah. a film about a renegade living in the outskirts. Yeah. Love them or hate them. Good or bad for good or bad. They, yeah, it was, the hype was real. The hype was there. People found something to enjoy about them one way or another yeah. because it's, it's star Wars and it had been a long time since they got to enjoy something new on the silver screen from them. Yeah. So I'm not excited. I mean, it's star Wars, so I'll go see it in the theater, but it, it is, you know what I compared to what I thought our next star Wars film was going to be for me personally. This is a disappointment. Um, yeah. I, you know. Yeah. And I can hear that and, and understand exactly what, understand how you'd be, you'd sit there. I would say that I am, I'm hopeful. I wouldn't say I'm yep. excited, but I'm hopeful and looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 I'm more excited than I am about a Ray story. <laughs> Right. Unless well, that's because you unless hate. they do the thing that I said that they should do for a Ray story. Ray needs to go right. bad and have some actual struggle. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. it to be interesting and hook me. But I, I, I am more interested in this and I'm yeah. more interested in the stories that Dave Filoni and John Favreau have to tell. Yeah. Anyways, that is the news. That's it as all. That's it. Thank you so much for watching, listening. You know, whatever. I don't know. It's not really a watching option. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all listed below. Check out our Patreon page. Ooh. Patreon. Patreon. Uh, you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, and it keeps the show up and running. And merch. We have t-shirts. We have new Ooh, there's products. A new, there's a new shirt. There's a new, there's a kid shirt with the yeah. VHS kids on it. Football tee, that's pretty cool. There's that, and there is also a new. You can get sticker? that same, uh, same thing as a sticker or as a fridge magnet. A magnet. Ooh, I like this. And, yeah, I like this. Is this the new 2024 logo? Uh, no, that's just a logo that just we've had for a while. Yeah. Is this backpack yeah. new? I don't remember seeing the this backpack's backpack. it's got new. An old logo on it. Yeah, backpacks new, and uh, there's, there's new a new. Stuff. There's, there's a, new a Santa hat. hat. It's there's a, a Santa hat. hat. But there's a Santa hat. 
And there is a uh, movie oh, man two podcast pages now. Oh. Nameplate White Patch Beanie towards the uh, right oh, before yep, the Santa yep, hat. Yep, I see that. It's a pretty yep. sick hat. That's pretty cool. Pretty yeah. sick hat. I wonder if we could get those patches just by themselves. That'd be cool. Oh, probably. Yeah, I could get those. Add those to the store. Yeah. yeah. Stick that on a, a denim denim jacket or something. Backpack. Denim vest. Yeah. yeah. So check it out. Some of those things I can tell you right now, the kids VHS football tee is limited time. Limited time. Exclusive. You have until the end of March to get that before that disappears off the off the store. So pick that up. It's reasonably priced, man. It's reasonably reasonably priced for merch. Yeah, thirty bucks. And if you're not a kid or you don't have a kid to stick it on, get the sticker. Two seventy nine. $2.79, you can get a Movie Men sticker. Stick it on your computer. It's available in white matte, white glossy, or transparent glossy. Ooh, options. (laughs) Options. Don't mess around, man. We give give you options here. Yeah. And until next week, when we talk about more news, probably how Star Wars has screwed up again. (laughs) Gosh. Just, one of these just, days. One of these days they'll get it right and we'll all be happy and live under you, the sun together. For the longest time it was, God, we'll I never thought we'd get Star together. Wars again. <laughs> and now it's like, hey, we probably shouldn't have. We probably should have just been like, oh, okay, it's done. Yep. Yep. Anakin turned into Vader and it's done. There you go. <laughs>